up? What up? Woo, we got a special uh, uh, episode coming up today on a, on a Friday night, so anything can happen. Dude, it's Cinco de Mayo, man. It's Actually, it's Saturday. <laughs> oh, damn. It is Bro. Saturday. Sorry. We missed it. We- <laughs> <laughs> That's why we not drinking tequila. It is no longer the... <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Oh shit. What are yeah. we on? We on 143 now, right? Yeah. 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 143. I think you're right. Yeah. Maybe. No, we are. Not yeah, yeah, I'm are. pretty sure that's, that's the number. <laughs> um, welcome back, everybody, to the Coming From Him podcast. He is Juan and I'm Sean. And every week we get together, have a few drinks, talk about things going on in the world, try to focus on things making an impact, whether they be good, bad, or otherwise. And for episode 143, that was supposed to be done on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> it is now Seis de Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him with the drink of the day. Woo! Listen, man, we got a we got a little thotty drink. Uh, this one's great, man. It's a good poolside drink. It's a good um, uh, just chilling around the house drink. It's, it, it's delicious, man. Uh, so it's called a mango madras. Uh, M-A-D-R-A-S and it's uh, Bacardi Mango Rum so a shot of that so fill the highball glass up with ice do a shot of the of the mango rum and then do half and half orange juice and cranberry juice and then you uh, juice in a lime wedge and uh, yeah throw it in there garnish with an orange wedge and good to go man so the name of it is mango madras m-a-d-r-a-s i don't know why they call it that yeah is, is I should, that, we should is, change the name is like madras is that is that, is that like a like a it word is in something spanish i just don't know what you don't know what it is <laughs> <laughs> i'm like wish app spanish where i know just enough <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> i think I, I, it's not it sounds like it's a spanish word. Ma- yeah madras there's a I, I should definitely know what it means we do have to come internet. to me let's, let's oh go. shit we do bro damn we acting like the internet ain't celebrating anniversaries and shit this week we should be paying homage look at us struggling <laughs> damn <laughs> this shit says it's english Ma- oh that's why i didn't know yeah that's why. <laughs> 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 it says a strong fine textured cotton fabric Typically patterned with colorful stripes or checks. That sounds Indian. Or a dish of meat, fish, or vegetables in a hot curry sauce. It's in, okay. That's Indian. I'm like, I'm like, I've heard that name. All right. So there you go. There we go. So all right, mango madras, man. Uh, try it out. It's it's pretty delicious, man. It's nice. It's, it's refreshing. Yeah, this is like a, this is like a dope poolside drink. Yeah, man. for sure, man. It's good, and um, it's definitely not gonna feel great in the morning if you drink a lot of them. I think I don't know. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll tell you that, in a couple days. It's that sugar, man. The sugar from the rum, and then and then plus these juices. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, it'll feel like we drank tomorrow. I feel like we should just change the name to Mango Insulin. <laughs> <laughs> Tropical Insulin or some shit like that. Oh man! All right, man. Let me hit you with my cover from another week. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Mine is going out to Mister Phil Knight. Uh, those of you okay. um, who are not familiar with Phil Knight, he is the the creator or co-creator of nike i mean he's the man behind the behind the swoosh what he did was recently he donated a lot of money to um a fund called the 1803 fund okay and it is solely going to be used for rebuilding um albina oregon which is like this historically african-american community okay that that just need like needs help um, both financially, culturally, like whatever, right? He donated four hundred million dollars. 
So, you know what I'm saying? Like that is, listen, Damn. If, if obviously the guy has a lot of money and not for nothing, he probably owes a lot of that money to the black community. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we just consider this reparations. <laughs> Yo, still not handing out reparations. You're not wrong, bro. <laughs> Somebody was going to come through, damn it. Might yep. as well be Phil Knight. Holy shit, man. $400 million. And he grew up there, right? That's why he's doing He grew it. up in that, in that area. In that area. I don't know. That's a neighborhood that he didn't grow up in, but he grew up in, I know, in Oregon. Yeah, I don't know if it was in, in Albina. I'm not I'm not sure. But definitely he's from that area. Okay. Um, and, and so, yeah, man. Like I, I, Again, like, and I, I feel like, like that dude owes... I mean, I haven't seen that movie. Have you? The one? The no, one I want to see the, it. The, the, new one? Air, it's, it's, the movie's about the Jordan. Yeah. Sure, right? Yeah. Which, from his book, I remember him saying at, at that time, um, before he made, before he signed Jordan, Converse was ruling the basketball world. Yeah. And, it, and, and signing Jordan put Nike really on the map. Yeah, like, and, and obviously I'm, like, too young to know this, but, like, so me, Nike was always the leader in basketball shoe, right? Like, right. I, it was, a, but, yeah, at that time, it was Converse was, do- and it was crazy because Converse was dominating with a shoe that's not great to play basketball in, like, I mean, nothing not at that time was, really, right. but. And I think that's, that's what it was, right? Yeah. Probably nothing was, was, was better than that. Um, but, like, the first Nikes, Nikes that I can remember was Jordans. The Air Jordans. And I and I was already like, say like 10 years old. I want to say it was 84, 83, 84. Yeah, that makes there. sense because that's when he came out rookie year, right? He got drafted 83, 84. Yeah, I, think it, I think it was around there. Yeah. yeah. And so and makes it, sense. it was those black and red Jordans that first came out. And it was the first time that I had ever noticed Nike. 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 Oh, really? So before that, you wouldn't have bought a pair of Nikes? like Yeah, like like before that, the sneakers that I can remember buying was like the Shell Top Adidas. Okay. Oh, that's the Run DMC effect. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Um, oh wow. But then the Jordans came out. I remember. I remember paying. We paid fifty bucks for those shell top Adidas, and I remember back then it was that's like, a yes, lot. it was a lot. Cause my, my mother looked at me like, "What do you mean fifty dollars for sneakers?" Right. Because I remember buying sneakers around that time, and yeah, it was early eighties. That's a lot, man. And yeah, and it was maybe like thirty, thirty-five bucks for a pair of sneakers, and then this shit was fifty which was a lot more. And then I remember when Jordans came out and they were even more expensive. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, and I remember going like, yeah, I'm not buying those. But then, you know, like shortly thereafter, uh, you say, say like two, three years on, down, the, down the road was when like Air Force and like the Court Force came out. Mm. So everybody was rocking those, um, which they weren't as expensive as the Jordans. But anyway, that put them on the map. And I remember, you know, growing up, in in Spanish Harlem, which is all blacks and Hispanics, maybe not now, but at least when I was growing up, it was like Nikes was big in the community, man. And so where maybe where 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 you would where you would guess that the least amount of people could afford it, the vast majority of people were were buying were actually buying it. Which is it's interesting, right? That like you said the communities that could least afford it are are sort of like propping up some of these brands right wow man and so it's dope to see the brand come out and go and you know it's like to give back right just and just give back to to uh to a community and uh 400 million dollars is a lot of money so hopefully that goes fuck yeah that goes far in um in that community dude that's higher than the gdp of certain countries yeah that's true which is crazy man 
Good for them. What's the significance? 1803, that, that's like a running reference, right? Oh, or something. There's a significance know. to the 1803 thing. I, and I think he's an avid runner, so I want to lean towards it. It has something to do with, is that like a 5K? Is that the perfect, like a good time for a 5K or something? I, I forget. I thought there was, there Ooh, was a significance funny, to 1803. I well, I, I, don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but but when in the Marines, a so when, when you do your physical fitness test, mm-hmm. Um, it's three areas. It's, it's pull-ups, sit-ups, and a run. And the three-mile run in 18 minutes is gives you a f- your full 100 points. Oh, wow. So the physical fitness test, you can, a uh, perfect score is 300 because you did, it was like 80 sit-ups in two minutes, 20 pull-ups, and then the three-mile run in 18 minutes flat. That's fucking fast. Yeah, that's fast, bro. That's Mo- the, the fastest I ever did was I did, did nineteen oh five. Yeah, that that's yeah. Fast. I, I was moving. Bro. Yeah, to say that's you. You never jogging. You're like almost yeah, yeah, sprinting. When, when the- I'm gonna no. It's not, it's not a sprint, but it's you're moving. Fuck, man. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. But good for him, man. For him, that that's awesome, man. I love to see like. Yeah, especially he's never moved from there, which I thought was cool. Like, he's always lived in Oregon. I know he has a place in, like, you know, like Palm Springs and shit like that. But the fact that he still sort of lives there, the fact that Nike's still headquartered there, the you know, like, it's and, and he gives back. And then you can tell, you know, like, when he's the way he speaks about Oregon and all that is also, um, you know, you can just tell he loves it. I think it was one of the first places. The school was always one of the first places where he was giving like gear to and signing like athletic contracts. Oh, that's right. Not brand- yep, yep. And then if you look at Oregon now, like we've talked about this on here before, where like the one of the reasons I think kids pick that school is because of the swagger, like like the the, the swag that they get and from yeah, Nike and all that yeah. stuff, man. So it's cool. I mean, I love what that guy's always done. He has. I mean, probably one of my favorite books of all time, dude, is like re- reading his biography, uh, shoe the Shoe Dog. Oh my god, man! Like I've been waiting for them to turn that into a movie. I'm actually surprised that they had it, and I guess Air is gonna be like the next closest thing. But it's really, if you think about the book, Air is like a chapter. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's not a, it's not the book, right? It's like a chapter, like because yep. you realize that Nike is such, such a big company, man. But like one of my favorite books of all time. But a, a guy who's lived a great, also tragic life in some ways and gives you like just some good perspective man i think on on all that stuff man like, like shout out to him dude. yeah I'm, I'm, and it's one of those books that shows you that here's this you know probably close to billionaire and um you know he's got the same worries and challenges and regrets and, and yeah and all that shit as yeah, anybody else bro what stuck with me i think from that but i mean obviously the the way he built the brand and all that's so fascinating and you know but what stuck with me more was sort of the, I don't know, his tone and how he speaks about certain things. It's almost like there isn't, I don't want to say that there isn't a pride. There's a pride in almost like built what he's built, but there's also this undertone of at what cost. And, that, right, that, and I couldn't right. help but get that, like the whole book, but it's such a great book, man. So if you guys never read True Dog, like couldn't recommend it more. Yeah, it's definitely so worth it. Sh- shout out to Phil Knight, man. We're well, speaking of reading, man. I have... Uh... After my first book in January, I haven't picked up another book. No, nope. <laughs> I, was, I don't think I've done one this month. I I'm was on a roll, to, man. I'm supposed to be four in, and I'm one in. Oh, I think I'm four in. Yeah, so you're good. May just may just started. Okay, I think I'm three or no, I think I'm four because I did two one month. So I think I'm so good, man. Still good, bro. But I cheated because I did audiobooks, I think, for, for, for two matter, of them. Bro. So. <laughs> audiobook is better than no book. <laughs> All right, man, what you got? Um, yeah, dude, I'm just sticking with the books, man. Uh, I, my car for this week, man, is going to go to uh, Dolly Parton. 
Um, just for I just found this out. It's a program that's been around since 1995. But Dolly Parton oh, wow. has a program called the Imagination Library, where you can sign up, and and it isn't available everywhere. But it is, um, you know, that she does have chapters sort of in the United States, and Canada, in Australia, and I think New Zealand's another one. But anyway, all around the world, and and they have set up sort of offices and 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 distribution centers in certain cities and all that. But you go to the website, you can sign up if you qualify in the area that you're in. She sends you a book every single month, like an age appropriate, like high quality sort of book from newborn to five years old. She just sends you a free book. You don't have to pay for shipping. You don't have to pay for the book. You don't have to like, it just mails you a book. And there's like no cap on how many people can sign up. It's basically like her programs. You know, she, I think she started funding them and now she obviously has partners and stuff that she works with. Um, do you be qualified for it? No. You can just the qualification is basically like where are you located? Oh, okay. So so can I ship to you yeah. at, a, at a relatively low cost? She doesn't probably, care what right? you make or don't make or whatever. Okay. Her whole thing is she wants to make sure that kids of all ages have access to books and they can read. And then Oh wow. And the cutoff being five is because presumably then you're in school and you have the school libraries that are usually free and all yep. that stuff. So it's like I'm gonna get you so then and so your parents can read to you, you can read, you can like um, and her ideas is like, I never want kids to not have access to books. And what I thought was really cool, what I didn't notice about her was that her dad, she said her dad never learned how to read or write. He was illiterate. Oh. And she was like, he, it, it's almost like a, a you know, a, a, a nod to him of like, she didn't want anybody to sort of go to the experiences in life. She said that I saw how hard that was on him and I never wanted anybody to have that experience and something so basic that I felt like all kids should have is access right. to a book, you know? And so they're two, three months old and it's you just reading them a book about shapes or whatever. It's like, that's, um, it shapes, it molds it, you know, they, they should have access to that. So yeah, man. I, so I stumbled on this that's dope. story recently, man. And I thought that was dope. I'm like, oh, that's so cool, man. I never heard of it. Never seen her like, you know, it, it was so what's it just, what's it called? It's called the Imagination Library. Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. Is there a website? Yep. It's uh imaginationlibrary.com. And you can go on there and you can put your zip code in. Uh it'll tell you if it's uh, available in your area. And then it'll tell you how you can start the program and you just go on there, sign up, and you will go. And then it even has a whole excerpt on how they choose the books that they have. Um you know about them how they're trying to expand you know obviously again we, we talked about they're in the united states but they expanded internationally as well yeah, yeah, so dope. yeah man i thought that was cool because how impactful is that man like reading and how, how you know like how many things have you read and all that that have like stuck with you your whole life but also just like you know talking about her dad just on an education level thing on a you know like i think just on a life level like, in yeah, general yeah man. yeah just like, shoot could you imagine or if you've ever been to another country and you go into an airport and you see the signs in the other language and you're stuck. Dude, there's, there is an uncomfortable feeling. Oh yeah. Of what the fuck do I do? And now, so, and so could you imagine being illiterate in your own country? So you can speak the language and maybe you can talk to people and that it's kind of how you get by, but could you imagine it's got to be the same feeling yeah. of being foreign to you. in an airport, right? It's just for, like being in a place where you have to read signs and you can't read them. That's crazy, man. And I think, again, it's something so basic for a lot of us that we take for granted. So it, it was just- Oh, very much yeah, so. That because, you know, we went to school and we did, you know, but, and obviously she's talking about, you know, where her, I think she grew up in Tennessee. 
um, sort of like in the east side in the hills. She, she calls it like the hills in Tennessee, but, you know, obviously their access to stuff wasn't as great either. Um, because you're talking about, you know, this is 50s, 60s, and if it's her dad, you're talking 20s. So, yeah, it, it's just, and I'd imagine this part's like yeah, that a she's, little bit now. She's got to be. Dolly Parton's got to be, yeah, I was going to right? say, I mean, late gotta 70s, be, early Yeah, got to be either in the 70s or 80s. Yeah, dude. Because she was an adult when I was a kid. Yeah, like she was an adult. She was adult. like, she could have been my mom when yeah, I was, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that. Let me see, Dolly Parton. 77, man. Yeah, there you go. Wow. You, so she, like, I mean, she's older than my mom. That's crazy, man. Yo, it still looks good for that age, man. 77. I mean, she's, yeah, still looks great for that age. But yeah, uh, what, um, yeah, I but thought no, that, that was that, cool, man. That is, that's uh, awesome. Super impactful. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool, man. Super. And I just thought about like people who don't have access to that kind of stuff who can just go on there and sign up and get it. I'm like, man, that's that's neat, man. I've, I've met, it's funny, I've seen neighborhoods. There's a lot of cool things. There's, there's, um, in this neighborhood, there's a couple of families that do it. Um, I've seen it like here in downtown and spread across. There's people who will put these like almost birdhouse type things on their front lawn. I don't know if you've seen this and they'll fill it up with books and there'll be a sign that says, leave one, take one. And it's cool because I've seen like. I've only seen that in the movies. Dude, I you can go walk down like four houses really? from here and see one. And then at the end of the block, see another one. Uh, and it's cool. And it's almost like the community's way of sharing their books. And what they do is like, oh, just take one, leave one. You never have to bring it back. But right. it's like an exchange almost of right. books and stuff like that. I always thought it was cool. Like I've donated like books to that, like the, you know, like the kids old books and yeah. that. Um, and it was just like, even at that time, it's like, oh, that's cool. Like somebody else will get use out of this sort of thing. But like, you know, beyond that, it's like oh, somebody might need this and they can get it, you know, any other way. So, uh, you know, I, I yeah, I just saw that, man. For some reason, I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty. um. That's pretty damn cool, man. That's pretty special, dude. So. That shit got me, and I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a fucking tangent here, but <laughs> um, just thinking about like not being able to read, and just thinking about sort of language in general, and like like language is just sounds. Like when we talk to each other, right? It's just sounds that we interpret in certain ways. It's coherent grunts, <laughs> dude. And 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 <laughs> not for nothing. When when I had a or when when my wife and I had our twins, when they began to talk, they to talk to each other in a language that we couldn't understand, and it would literally sit there like us. And it was it was pretty astonishing to because as they got older, when most kids um, would start to say some words, mm -hmm. and they knew some words, but. They could talk like in like this fluent language to each other that you guys didn't even that we don't understand, and they knew exactly what they were. Talking. Oh my god, bro! It was like to sit back and one of them would be, you know, go like, and the other one would, and then they would like start and be like, and then you watch them in unison turn to a direction and walk off. Like, like some it is, minions. It's, yeah, yes, yes. Very much so. Uh, papoy, papoy. Wow. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> just be fucking running. <laughs> That's, I mean. But I remember us going to the doctor and, and my wife being concerned that they were, because they had like cousins that were similar ages and they were, they were like talking. Who were like, okay, yeah, already talking. Right. And, and so she was concerned with, we go to the doctor and the doctor goes, yo, they they can communicate. They're gonna be fine. They can communicate. They don't need to communicate with you because they have each other. 
I wonder, does that developmentally help them or hurt them because they have this other thing? Is it helpful? But they don't know it anymore. So by the way, okay, right, so they, they end up yeah, losing. Yeah, they end up losing. No, but then like, is it harmful because it, the, not deters them, but it slows down them picking up everybody else's thing? Or is it helpful because for them, you know, they got to communicate, so who cares? Either yeah, way, they're know. getting something and learning something or whatever. You know, I don't know. Right. Or does it devel- developmentally, does it delay them because they have each other almost? Like, does, does it actually work to their disadvantage because they can sort of just, oh, we can just talk to each other like, fuck these people. Like, we don't need to learn this. <laughs> <laughs> these motherfuckers just no making wonder, noises. No wonder, no wonder they're that way in school. Yeah. <laughs> you notice how there's only one of them all the time? Because <laughs> we're the superior species. <laughs> Oh shit, man! Oh man, dude. Speaking so of crazy bizarre. ass noises, that's <laughs> what you used to hear on them Jerry Springer shows. <laughs> Jerry, 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 Jerry. And then we gonna do it. Shout you know, out to the king, damn it! Damn it! That's right, man. <laughs> Jerry Springer passed away this past week, um, and you know, God bless that guy, man. You talk about somebody that makes that made it has made an impact. I don't care if you think it's negative. Everybody knows who Jerry Springer is because of that freaking show. And everybody will immediately start saying, Jerry, yep. Jerry, <laughs> Jerry. I mean, you hear that shit? Yeah. There's no one who's younger than 50 who doesn't know. Who, I would say fucking 60, probably, who didn't have some kind of Jerry Springer in their life yep. at some point in time, bro. Even if it was you passing through and then, you know, stopping momentarily because you see some toothless chick like fighting with somebody else right <laughs> dude and that was always the you remember that became like almost an insult or like a description of people i don't know some jerry springer looking ass like you know <laughs> hillbilly or whatever like you dude just, had a he, type <laughs> he got the best people on there so bro good. <laughs> so good bro I'm telling you, man, this is why millennials were the last of like the the well balanced like cultured like uh breed because bro Staying home from school in the 90s slapped. You had Jerry Springer and it followed by The Price is Right, which couldn't be any further. <laughs> and we was equally as fucking Bob Barker was invested. a bad bitch. Bob Barker was a bad bitch, bro. Damn it. This shit was so good. And I'm like, literally be watching Jerry Springer. And then you could just go to the fucking prices right for a couple hours at 11 a.m. And boy, I knew the price of a washing machine at that point. I'm like, 287. Oh, fuck, 400. You went too high. You're yelling at the TV and shit. Bro, we were so well balanced. <laughs> From novelas to fucking, oh man, what a time, bro. Dude, what a time. But Jerry used to be like, wasn't he like, and he was in politics? Dude, he, was he was a, a mayor. He was a lawyer, wasn't he? I think he was an attorney. I think he was an attorney. Didn't he go to an Ivy League school? I think he went to Brown or some shit, man. Let me not say that. Hold on. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I thought Jerry, but he started in politics. You're right. And I think he ran for like city council or a councilman or something like that. And then wound up being asked to be the mayor of Cincinnati. Um, so not a dumb guy, man. Let me see, Jerry Swinger. He was born in London during World War II to refugees escaping the Holocaust. Yeah. yeah. And then he was raised in Queens. World War II. Oh, yeah. 1940s. It makes sense. Dude, talk about. Bro, did you just yawn? I did, man. Gonna... <laughs> dude, you went to Northwestern. Sorry, man. I know it's tomorrow. And too late. Yeah, I said, dude, I've been up since yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> My body weary, bro. I'm getting old. I'm getting, I'm getting older. <laughs> Yo. This... Now, what, hold on, but what did he, what did he pass from? 
um oh pancreatic cancer man which is like, oh yeah cancer yeah cancer uh just diagnosed but you know pancreatic is that like death sentence one man like pancreatic cancer because it's man, it, it Fuck, does, man aren't they all yeah but i think the pancreatic cancer has a uh almost uh it's demoralizing the survival rate for pancreatic cancer is like less than 10 percent overall less than four percent in like he after was, a certain what, 70, stage 77 he was 77 yeah, dude, and that's I, I would imagine. Again, I don't I don't know what kind of. I guess I would imagine it would matter what kind of shape you kept yourself in, but I don't know, man. That seventy seven feels on the older side. Yeah, what's nineteen forty four to? Yeah, I mean nineteen forty four to seventy nine. So yeah, that's still yeah. It feels still, like you're man, on you're the pushing, pushing eighty, right? Like yeah, like you lived. Yeah, like nobody's going. Oh, you, it's not tragic, it's, right? It's not tragic. It's, it's sad, sad, but not tragic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. But fucking man, I'm gonna miss that shit, bro. The old the chance, Jerry. And I remember Steve and Steve got his own show. Remember well, he kind of took over, didn't he? Yeah, but then or they did... named it the Steve Wilco show or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, they tried to do the spinoff. It wasn't the same, bro. Well, you can't do you can't do the Jerry Springer show without Jerry. Springer. Nah, so. bro, that shit was wild, man. You would have motherfuckers in there. They'd be like the ugliest, toothless chick, and she got like, and, and there would be like a uh, uh, one baby, and it'd be seven motherfuckers taking paternity tests on that shit. It was so wild, man. <laughs> Dude, I, I saw like Ori Povich the other day. That's all he does now. Oh, the whole you are not, or you yeah, are the that's really it. that's the whole show, bro. Oh man. That is the whole, but I think that they they just got onto something. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, and they just ran with it because yeah. it wasn't always like that. Like he used to be like a range of shit, and now it's like that's all it is. It's just it's just a gang of paternity tests. Yo, was he the OG like reality TV show? Who, Maury? Nah, Jerry Springer. Nah, dude, yeah, we got like, we got like Donahue. Oh, that remember true. fucking um Sally Jesse Raphael? Yo, she was wild. Ricky Lake, Ricky Lake. After that, but I, I nah, but say, they wasn't really doing like they they wasn't doing like extra trash. That's what I'm saying. The trashy, yeah, 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 the like tra oh no, he's like the king of that. Because Doctor Phil was around, but yo, who was there? Was homie that was trying to do uh that was trying to be similar to Jerry? What was his name? It was like there was a, I mean Maury sort of tried to try to copy the style a little oh, bit. Oh like, no, you know who's the you know who's the king or who's the 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 godfather of trash freaking talk show? Um Robert Downey. Like really? Robert Downey Jr.'s dad. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude I don't think I've ever seen He had the like the Robert Downey show or some shit. And it was just and trashy it was like, shit. It was like trashy. I mean, Never it wasn't. Heard it of wasn't. That. Yeah, yeah, you gotta look that up, bro. I gotta look this up, man. I'm, I am I think that dude. I guess. I guess for for what I know, maybe there's somebody older than me that would say, "No, he ain't the daddy." There's somebody else, fucking, you know, back in the seventies. Let me see, man. Downey. So the Robert Downey is senior. He was a filmmaker. Robert Downey show. Like he would smoke on his show. The Morton Downey Jr. He show. Talk, he would talk trash to his guests. Morton, Robert Downey. Was it Morton? No, not Morton. It was, it was Morton Downey Jr. show, but I think that's him. I think it's the same guy. Maybe Talk that's show the one. Who pioneered the trash TV format. No, you're <laughs> right. Bro, see? Morton Downey Morton Jr. Downey. Oh, I'm wrong. Sorry. Morton Downey Jr. What happened to Morton Downey? Chance substantially going from one. Of, yeah, yeah, fucking Morton Downey. His, until his death from lung cancer and pneumonia. Yeah, that's the guy. Fuck, man. That's hilarious. Yeah, he says Sorry, man, Godfather just, I, I Trash just said, TV. I just said, yeah, you just Robert gave Robert Downey, Downey Jr. <laughs> <the> whole dad. <laughs> Does he know his father? Maybe he's grateful. <laughs> I knew that. I knew I felt different. Like, I knew it. Oh man, I can my, relate. 
<laughs> you could have certainly used Mario. <laughs> father <laughs> i wonder if you would have got you ever see people like that and they celebrate like they just won the super bowl <laughs> oh my god bro how shitty are you do you feel if you're the person on the other side of that Dude, bro? i love it when they be like oh. they be like bonquisha is back <laughs> for her fifth time <laughs> she thinks she really know this time she's got a good hunch about this. and it is the same shit they fucking put the dad in the baby's face and they be like look at him he look just like look him just <laughs> and then when they be like you are not uh-uh uh-uh that's wrong dude the ones that come like four or five times and they be running out when they go here not you are not the father and they come running out Thank you. And then Maury got to go back there and fucking comfort them and shit. <laughs> comfort them. He's like, he's like, no, but seriously, we got another person that needs to come. <laughs> we got to like, keep the segment We got to keep this going. <laughs> I get paid by the segment. You're going to be like, listen, go find, go find number seven. Bring him in. We're going to test his ass Go too. get knocked up. <laughs> no, no. We got to find, we got to find the daddy, man. Find Just bring somebody else. Yo, that's kind of fucking crazy, bro. They, <laughs> yo, they be having parades of dudes running through there. All talk about, no. Yeah, I can't believe that. Ah, and then they be like, Robert I told Downey. you, bitch. <laughs> and then he said, Robert. <laughs> I can't believe How you get Iron I Man? Gave him a, I gave Iron Man a whole new, yo, whole you, new dad. Whole new identity, bro. Not only you gave him his dad, you gave his dad a job. <laughs> oh, nine, bro. How they both juniors? They... <laughs> That's so true. Oh fuck! Uh, what would have right. been fitting for <laughs> Maury's show or Jerry Springer? Show? <laughs> oh shit, man! No, but that dude, uh, so that dude cool. had a had a had a hell of a life, man, bro. This week. I had uh, listened to uh, Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Um, he, it, it, I, I was on a, a not too old of an episode, a recent episode with Joey Diaz, the comedian. I love Joey Diaz, man. Yeah, I, yeah. Actually, that's the next book I'm going to start. Is his? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, first of all, I thought Joey Diaz was Italian, like an Italian New Yorker. Oh no, you think he's Cuban? He's right? Cuban. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the way that he no, talks, he talks like an no, no, right. he, he talks and like they a put New him York. In all those movies. Yes. Yeah. 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 I thought he was Italian. So he's from New Jersey, man. He's a Jersey guy. Yeah, he's a okay. Jersey guy. But he was saying in an in interview, I heard him say that he grew up in in Manhattan. I thought, oh, you could be right. Maybe he's in Jersey now. He might he might live in New Jersey now. I think. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, on there he goes, and I and I'm a paraphrase, but he's like, "Yo, my my life was worth every penny. His life was worth every penny. Yeah." So it's like, like basically just saying that he, like, he's so happy with how his life went and he feels like he squeezed everything out. Dude. And have you ever heard that guy's story, man? Oh, he's got a, got a crazy story. It's, and I can't wait to get into the book because I feel like I've only know like a little bit of it. Yeah. Also the way. But just knowing, dude, he had like drug addict parents or mom, like abuse, like all kinds of shit. Like, so just to hear someone like him have that perspective. Yeah. Cause he said, he goes, I've been through a lot of fucked up shit, but I wouldn't change any of it. 
Not probably made him who he is, right? Like you know, you know the, the the whole comedy scene has a thing. Is like, did you have a good childhood or are you funny? Like you know, it's like <laughs> so you know, it, it you he wouldn't be him if if he didn't have those experiences, man. Like, and he's funny, bro. Like he's like shake the room, you know, like blow the top off. Like, and I know he doesn't. I have, don't like, think I've seen his stand up. Oh, you got to me. You can go on YouTube. Yeah. I don't know that he has like a special that you can air right now. I'm sure there's going to be one dropping soon, but like, dude, you go down that rabbit hole on YouTube. We've seen him. He is like, I mean, your sides will hurt. Like, because he's so larger than life. Like his personality is so like, he dominates the, you know, the room. And you say he has that, like that New York, you know, really like just that demeanor that they all talk with where it's loud in every story. And it could be like the most basic story and they make it sound just so grandiose. And yep. he, he just has one of those personalities. He very and much he's so. fucking funny, man. He's so funny, dude. He's so good. Um, and he did a lot of drugs in his days, bro. So watching him sometimes when he was just hopped up on shit was yeah. wild back in the day. I would imagine, man, when you have like, like guys, and he does a lot from guys that either drank a lot or did a lot of drugs at some point and then have sort of come come to the other side and and you know survived and they all talk with like almost like this gratefulness of mm. or like an, an acknowledgement of like those were really wild times and I'm so happy that like like I got through it and I'm not that way anymore but holy shit that was a hell of a ride well I think the experience gives you stories and life ex- just life experience in general and then to make it on the other side because i'm sure in that there's so many times where you're like oh this is it and right. then to make it through that i think has to be like you said there's just has to be a, a an unbelievable amount of gratefulness for a lot of people you know that get through something like that and yeah. he you can tell him and the way he talks like that he's just like grateful for where he's at now because dude if you go back and listen to him on rogan like years ago versus yeah. listen to him now it's a completely different guy really? like, in terms of like he he's him. He's, I mean, but the shit that he talks about or shit that he want, you know, that he wants to do, you're just like, you know, like that guy picks up like like he's into martial arts and all that shit. Yeah, he does jujitsu. He does jujitsu, and he's got like a he's got like a young son, and he does a bunch of stuff with his kid. Like he's uh, got like okay. a, a young son or daughter, but he's got like a really young kid, and he does a lot of shit with them. And you hear him talking about all the stuff that you wouldn't expect him to be doing. And, uh, Joe, yo, we were picking cookies the other day. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's just, uh, you know making stuff and, and he just goes down his whole thing and you're just like fuck you didn't expect that from him and you wouldn't have like years ago hearing him right. on that podcast on that podcast all the time oh my god he was just like, yeah, he was, he was doing lines off this off this pitcher's bass crack and uh and i was all oh, he would you know <laughs> you're just like to see that change man is it's so cool man but yeah that guy's his perspective is i yeah, think no, yeah if he, he just can, got it just got me thinking like it's one of those things where you go like damn you look at you know, sort of like self-reflect and go can i say that right if i die tomorrow can i say yo i mm-hmm. squeezed everything i squeezed everything out and then of course like for me i go like no like i haven't i haven't squeezed everything out but then what does that what kind of life would you have to lead to be able to say that would yeah, it would man. it have to be where you're living on the edge like that you know or is it hey like i've had a successful career i'm a successful sort of like dad provider husband you know what have you and like is that enough i think it's man i don't know i'm sure it's different for everybody yeah right like, i got to know but, that I, but I wonder right because you go if if somebody who doesn't have the life that say like you have is somebody looking at that and going fuck i wish i would have done that because that appears to be the right way 
do you think that comes from a um man i I find that in maze is a little cliche but like it comes from not having the regret of what if like I i feel like people who've gone through that never wonder what would my life have been like if i didn't do drugs right because their positive now is the I don't think they can see their life as, a, oh, my life would have been great if I'd never done drugs. I think all they can see is I did drugs. I could have stayed that way. Right. And, and so <laughs> they're not regretful. I feel like when you talk to people, most people regret things they didn't do and things that they didn't try. And so I think it's not uh, like when you're saying like, hey, are you happy with your life is now? I feel like most of us could go to, no, I wish I would do X or right. no. If the answer is no, you're going to go because I really want to be doing this, right? I really want to give this a try. Like, I feel like it right, comes right, more from right. a place of regrets. When I wonder some people who are, <laughs> obviously people who are that deep into drugs, like don't say no to a lot of shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or don't. And so they probably have these wild experiences and then go, fuck man, I got I through that, through it. but yeah. I came through it. And so I don't regret doing it because shit, it was fun at the time, right. you know? And then, so it's almost like, do will someone have a regret later of not doing something that would have been wild like yeah you know maybe i was at, at whatever i wish i would have taken that trip with the boys to wherever or right i you know whatever that is for someone i i feel like it's life i feel like when you reflect on it back it's going to be more of the shit that you didn't do versus like the things that you did do i, I yeah like i feel like that's where i feel like i'll so then, so then are you always are you always in the like i missed out not in the sense of like, I don't think you're always in a missed out in the sense of like, oh, I didn't get to do all this X, Y, Z because I couldn't. I think it's more of the what the stuff that you didn't do because you kept yourself from doing them like out of fear, out of comfort. Out oh, of whatever, right. Right. Like, like yeah. it's not like the, hey, I couldn't afford to fly first class to Dubai. I think it's the, hey, I, you know, I wish I would have taken that, I don't know, whatever certification and gone to be a fucking piano tuner or you know like shit like that i feel like where you go like 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 attainable shit or 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 i wish i would have started that podcast or i wish i would have you know asked that person out or i wish I, you know like just i think the regret comes from like these things that you sort of cowarded out at you know not right, not right. things that were unattainable but i think the attainable things that you sort of cowered away from i think is where we will we'll find regret later on yeah man and, and i also wonder like if if you go sort of like that family route like I wonder, at what point do you look back? Like, is it do you do you look back at or do you uh, look back at your life after you see you know twenty grandchildren, you know, hovering around you, and you're going like, yo, like this is my legacy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like does do at, at different stages of your life do do those different things then go, man? Like I gave up some of this other stuff, but like. Look at what I created. Yeah. Dude, I think, you know, we've talked about that even doing this pod of like the sort of like almost a documentary we have going here without even trying that our sort of kids and grandkids and great grandkids are going to be able to go back to and listen to one day. Like almost, you know, if if this never amounts to anything, it's that, right? Like you have this sort of. Like that is the, that is the gem. Right. That's the gem, right? It's like the autobiography that we're leaving behind in audible format, you know, like this right. audio format. Like it's funny, man, Casey Neistat, uh, the YouTuber, like considered like one of the sort of godfathers of how we create YouTube content and all that okay. stuff now. But he was on a podcast recently talking about this and he was saying that 
um, for him, he had been thinking a lot about this and he was saying, I have this thing that no one else has, which is he vlogs a lot. So all his videos are okay. vlogs of him pointing <laughs> the camera to himself and just talking about shit. He goes, I have my entire life recorded for like the last 30 years. That's crazy. And bro. he goes, and I'm leaving that to the, my future kids. Right. And some yeah, right. of it is going to be, you know, the guy, so I'm like, are you proud of it or whatever? He's like, no, nah, it's not even about that. It's not about it's pride. Like, it's the, it's literally like, that's my life. Like, that's me every day. And he goes like, and it's different. It's like, you ever go through the, 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 and, and it's beautiful because it's so true, man. I've done this where you go through the photos on your phone and you, you can just almost instantly go back to that time and, oh, you yeah. can, and you can like smell the smells and, and, and feel the air. And you know, like that whole thing, like he goes like, I have that for my whole life because I put a camera on myself every single day. He goes like, and then now in these like last 10 years or so, I have that in the highest quality format ever because I have a film crew following me around all the time to record these vlogs and all that stuff. Oh, wow. Goes, so I have these high quality cuts of my life that, you know, they can just sit back and watch one day. He goes like, I think there's, there's going to be value in that. Sometimes I'm just grabbing a fucking smoothie. And he's like, but there's going to be this value in my grandkids being able to see like, oh, there goes grandpa, he's grabbing a smoothie. And, he, and and the shit that I laughed at or the shit that I, you know, talked about or the whatever is like the vulnerability that I did or didn't show or whatever. He's just like, that is what I'm leaving behind. He's like more than any success I could ever have. And, I, and I'm like, huh. It's so true because we've talked about that a lot about like, oh, yo, yeah. worst case scenario, you know, our kids can go back and be like, you want to hear how dumb my dads were? Right. And it'd be like, it'd be like, yeah, like, and what was happening, you know, in, in this, we're, we're in year, what? 23? Are we in year three now? And, oh yeah, sorry. I thought you were like, actually, right? we're, yeah, this is like, year three. We're, we we're almost completing, oh no, we, we're uh, right this, there. This is right. I think this, this is, it, this might be the three year mark, this one. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's, this week. it's, it's in May, I believe. Yes. Yeah. We, we launched in May, so. Happy, happy three year anniversary. Happy three year, man. man. Look at us. <laughs> I ain't even get you nothing. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna leave and I'm gonna come back. And when I come back, okay. you better have my shit. Okay, okay. Let me, let me run to let me run to the car real quick. <laughs> it's in the back. <laughs> oh shit, man. Dude, but you know, uh 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 you know, when you do end up going or kicking the bucket there's a lot of i think cool things that you can do or not do or your family can do for you there was a story that sort of had the internet in rage this week because this guy's dad was dying and so he hired him a stripper to make him laugh and so there's a stripper by his bedside in the hospital and the picture is like literally this so chick's on. in so her the guy's array. dying the guy's dying and his son hires a stripper to go to this bedside at the hospital and strip for him. And he's like, I just, it was kind of like a prank thing. Like I thought it would make him laugh. Um, he's like, uh, his, his post says, I miss you, dad. I think about every day looking back, getting a stripper to come to your bedside to your, uh, your final days was probably a mistake, but I was just trying to make you laugh. Maybe make your dick move one last time. <laughs> <laughs> but the internet, Ed, for all we know, they got us with this post. But of course, you see all the comments of people like, "Oh, this is in poor taste," or "This is oh, you know, shut thing. the fuck up," or some people are like, "Oh, this is awesome." The dad, you know, I mean, he looks like he's dying, so you can't really tell what his expression is. I mean, it, it, he's looking at her; he's definitely not looking away. Okay, um, but it just made me think of like seeing the outrage of the shit by this. It's like, man, that relationship between them two clearly the son because the son has a selfie and he's laughing and the strippers in the background like this yeah. that and i'm like but that tells you a lot about the relationship probably that they had or yeah the thing. absolutely and just the the like bro, and, and wouldn't, your, wouldn't it be dope if the if the dad goes yo on my deathbed 
I just want to. I just want to see a stripper. I just want to. Yeah, and he goes like, "I got you." And then who right. knows? And he doesn't. Yeah. And you know what's that conversation like after she leaves? And the dad's like, and there's his father son there, and they're just he just they're probably just fucking laughing, going yeah. like, "It still works, by the way." You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he didn't get all the way up, get all the way but he jumped about yeah, three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little twinkle. I had a little twinkle. <laughs> But it was just so funny because I was just like, man, we want to be in such control of how other people like grieve or live their life or like, you know, send people off or whatever. Like, you know, and it's like, it's just, there isn't a one size fits all, man. Like this, I saw that shit and I'm like, it wasn't even so much about the stripper. It was just like the father son moment of like, man, he's this, he's this guy's final moments. And then he's just trying to make them laugh. It's like, you could have been all been like, I go, I don't know, man. Do you want people just sitting around your bedside, all sad, crying, just staring at you like thing? Or do you want them to keep treating you the way they would have treated you when they were there or playing pranks or doing whatever? I'm like, yeah, I mean, definitely that. Right. But, but, but you hope that you're in a, in in a, in a mindset that you can enjoy that. Right. Yeah. But if you're sitting there like a vegetable, you know, cause I've had some family members, um, that when I, that, didn't live near me and then when i got to them because they were dying they were already too far gone that i couldn't really yeah and that's different I couldn't, like unconscious or just like, or at least it seemed that way. or 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 they're so heavily sedated or medicated Correct. To, like to ease pain or whatever yeah i like, got a little different i feel like but if you have time and 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 you can have that interaction Dude, like it that's it's it's priceless. Yeah, dude. Dude, I did one time, man. I was sitting across the table, just like we are right right now, mm-hmm. right now, with my dad, and um I picked up the phone. Like, I'm gonna put this down. So I had the phone like this, and I went like this, and I just held it up, and I and I started recording. And he and I are just talking about nothing. Okay. Not nothing and everything. Okay. It's one of one those, of those conversations. Okay. Right? And I remember when I first when I when I first uh held it up, he kind of looks down and but he doesn't never say never really says anything. And I literally hold it like this for I don't know, like 20 minutes and just record our conversation. And I'm not even sure why I did it. Just but it's something like, occurred to you I at that moment. And I, li- and I listen back to it just like occasionally. Before he passed, probably about Maybe like a year before he passed, um, I came over and and he never knew that I did it. Oh, uh, he didn't realize what and you were doing. Yeah, and I put it on a laptop and I put headphones on him and I let him listen to us talk. So it's the video of him, but you can hear us both. Right. And you can hear shit that's going on in the background, hear shit on TV, but just to hear him. And it was after he couldn't speak anymore. Oh. <sighs> So he's listening to himself talk. Yes, and oh, uh, and so that that was a cool moment. And again, when I when I when I recorded it, I think the only thing that I was thinking was, "Fuck, man, I, I never have, I never like, you know, it's the conversations that you have with people that you love that you just remember bits and pieces, right? You don't. Who the hell records conversations? Yeah, man. We, like we do here, we do here, right? But but that's but not how normal. many do we have? That are not recorded. Yeah, it's not normal in your day to day life. Like, Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the ones that we don't have, man, recorded are the fucking gems. Are gems? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> gems, or we'd all we'd be on Maury and Jerry Springer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. 
<laughs> or fired or, or yeah, yeah or fired. <laughs> disowned by everybody we know <laughs> oh shit like wait you think what <laughs> yep but yeah man that was that was an awesome That's piece so cool. that i that I was able to to let him and i and it was funny man because i i kind of watched him watch it and listen and then that's so cool man. and his reaction and was his he reaction like, was oh god he was just like you know like that was amazing type shit right but he couldn't say it <laughs> that's so cool man that's so dope how we doing on time bro i know we probably do we're 48 minutes in man okay yeah, yeah we gotta yeah we gotta we gotta keep it we gotta keep it short today yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I'm trying to think of, of some good ones, bro. Bro, but just one more thing on strippers. <laughs> just because I, I saw this story and I'm like, what is it with fucking strippers and death this week? Um, China is cutting down on funeral strippers, which I didn't even know that this needed to be cut. Whoa, wait a minute. This needed to be cut down. They have funeral yeah, strippers. I, I learned a few things this week about in China. <laughs> in China, uh, mainly in the Taiwan, I guess it's very oh, traditional. I mean, co- communist the comedy. <laughs> I said communist company. The communist country? Yeah, bro. So Taiwan, Taiwan doesn't believe that they're part of China. No. Right? Yeah, I think they're the ones who are Taiwan. Yeah. They're independent. They're independent. Yeah. Or but China thinks that they own them. Yeah. Yeah. It's odd. It's a it's a it's an abusive breakup. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> so were they part? Of them, I think many, 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 many moons years ago. ago or whatever, and then now I think that has there's I don't know I think a contract expired somewhere, and now they're like, well, goddamn it, you I don't know, know what? about that. Now bro. I'm officially know that every toy that I owned as a kid was made by Chinese. Yeah, because all of them said made in China or made in Taiwan. Made in Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> so man, we get that. That should be getting people in trouble all the time now. The whole mixing of the two. You be, have you seen oh, that? If, oh, if you're God. over there, though, right? Like that's kind of the yeah. But not even you remember when John Cena apologized a couple of years ago because he said something about Taiwan being good or or or, or acknowledging. I think you're not even allowed to acknowledge it as Taiwan or what some shit, bro. But he oh, got, really? He got all apologetic because obviously he's got to sell movie tickets in China and yeah. stuff. So it was like so strange. That's a big like, market, man. Yeah, I get it. The really big market. Yeah, like it's easy for me to sit here and it's say, a, it, like, and you know what's funny? He's man? being a real bitch, but I also didn't have a movie coming out. In China. It's all about money, bro. No, it absolutely is. We don't give a fuck about feelings. It's no, like literally, yeah, need, yeah, yeah. We didn't care about how they felt. We're like, all right, it's fine, dude. We know. I you know we don't give a fuck because China's been imprisoning fucking the Uyghurs for years now. What the hell, are Uyghurs? The Uyghurs, uh, they're like Chinese Muslims. I think is the best way to. Oh, really? So it's just Chinese people with a different it's, religion? Yes, it's Chinese people with a different religion. Yo, China's what, not very religious at all. I was going to say, what what is their they're, uh, they're predominant? Not, they're very... I thought they were like, is it, are they not like Buddhists? Or, I'm sure there's like or, a or dominant is, religion, is it, uh, but they're not very religious, which is interesting, right? Because you think of China, you think of this old tradition and you think of, but they're not, there's not a lot of Christianity. Um, I think when you think of like Buddhists, it's, 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 um, it's uh, is it, is it Hindu? Is it Hinduism? What no, is Hinduism is like India. China, so China, you know, I think you do have some some Buddha, but that's mostly in the oh, fuck. It's a place next door, man. Like Mongolia, and what was the Dalai Lama? Where's he from? Um, with uh, Tibet. Tibet. There you go. Tibet. Is that right? But, that, but I get yeah, yeah. No, it's Tibet. Yeah, you're right. I think that's a little more Buddhist. China is very like almost like not atheist, but. Yeah, religion's not big in China. Old tradition is big in That's China. That's what it says. It says, uh, it says practice or 80% of them 
practice some kind of Chinese folk religion. Mm. Yeah. Um, 13 to 16% are Buddhists, 10% are Taoists. Okay. And then 2.5% are Christians. And only less than 1% are Muslims. Yeah. And so, so the, 80, and those guys so are all 80 percent practice some kind of Chinese folk religion. Folk religion, yeah. So it's yeah, they're not a very um we've got tradition traditional religion or whatever. Right. But yeah, anyway, so so the funerals, they're cutting down on this funeral stripper thing, which I didn't realize was a problem because I didn't realize it was a thing. And um evidently there's a thing called the funeral stripper. And I was looking into why, but it's literally like what it is. You hire a stripper to perform at a funeral. But the reason they do it is to attract attendance so that more people, because they believed that more people showed up to your funeral, it sort of sends you out, you know, I guess on a higher note. Whoa. And then it shows wow, sort so of have, so they, prominence. So they to bring entertainment. So they bring entertainment. And the stripper's entertainment. I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. Now, I'm assuming, it's probably, maybe it's a bad assumption, but I'm assuming because... I believe they will be more traditional over there that it's all women. The stripper? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not letting like, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, the, you bring in. The thunder from down under ain't going to. <laughs> <laughs> it's not allowed to perform. <laughs> ain't no Chippendales in that bed. <laughs> 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 nope. It's, they're definitely not. Let, bro, first off, I, how much fun could you have with this shit, bro? Like funeral strippers, man. Oh my god! I just thought I just started thinking of just like, I'm like, yo, do you do? There's just so many angles here. Like you could go, uh, do you only hire strippers that are like the type of the person that died, like what whatever their like preferred type of woman was? Yep. Do you hire a stripper that resembles like someone in the family that everybody hated? <laughs> or dude, no, I would imagine that you just hire like the best looking strippers that you can get because you want to draw the crowd. Yeah. But then I feel like I just couldn't let that shit go like that. If I knew it was gonna happen at my funeral, I don't have to fuck with people. <laughs> I feel like I'd have to like I'd have to hire somebody that would just like piss people off. It'd be like just my last ode to just like <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there a fucking um some country where they rode around with like the casket on the back of a motorcycle or the fucking dead body on the back of a motorcycle oh, didn't yeah, i see that, that. Shit? listen that, fuck it probably it was, puerto ricans too man it was a it was definitely a hispanic country oh was, yeah bro we do all kinds of weird shit bro we listen we never you ever been to so you ever been to awake in the living room <laughs> no fucking go to Puerto Rico dog. that shit they, they, they put the, the body they put the body in the living room bro yeah yep in, in the living room it's because is there like a shortage of funeral home no it's just like very oh it's just it's, expensive it's common no it's just common like really? you, you could they have funeral homes and you could have a wake and I have been to a wake in Puerto Rico at a funeral home yeah but I've also seen it in people's houses and the body sleeps there overnight so you meet everybody in the house sleeping with a body in there, and then the next day they come and pick it up, and they make their way to the cemetery or whatever to bury it. To be honest, man, I'm thinking about it. I don't know if that would bother me. I think it's weird. Well, it's not what we're used to. You may get up in the middle of the night, bro. You got to go pee or get a glass of water. And you and did, but you just see the coffee. I'm uh, sorry, the, the, the coffin in the living room. Yeah, Uncle yeah, Bert's so sitting in a fucking coffin next to you. Nah, it's open. Uncle Bert is going to be <laughs> at his own damn white house. He ain't going to be in mine. That's what I'm saying. So, like, it's going to just be like... <laughs> What if you sleeping over? Because you came from out of town, You're like New Jersey. You better get or a hotel. <laughs> you better get a hotel. 
<laughs> shit is wild, yeah, bro. That I, that I could see being strange, but like if it was, you know, like if it's, I don't know if you if 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 the if this guy died, you know, it was an untimely death, and and he's at his mom's house, and his mom gets up and sees the coffin, like I don't think she's weirded out. Now, if she come out and the coffin is open and he gone. <laughs> Yeah, listen, yo, yo I'll go a prank with that shit, be bro. I'll just take that shit, yo. Oh, fuck. no, you fucking do it, it, and then you and then you just leave, like disappear, and just go. Oh man, you know they say like if you got like if if you feel like overwhelmed and whatever, it's, just, it's like disappear for for six months, do like intense work on yourself, and like ninety nine percent of your problems will go away. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. So like let's say you just you have like responsibilities and shit and you do that they fake your death and then fucking but you just leave you leave for six months or leave just six months to for, a year or forever. or forever or just yeah just fucking leave forever don't you just accumulate a new set of problems somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> not if you move to Alaska <laughs> ain't nobody there be, <laughs> exact to be friend <laughs> it's just you and the moose. Why is that shit illegal? I never understood that. I can't fake my own death. It's kind of weird. I mean, like, I would imagine it would be, you getting it would death be benefits or whatever. Like, not only that, but what if you don't have? What if you don't have death benefits? Mm-hmm. You don't have any debts, mm-hmm. and you fake your death just to fucking just to get away. Just to get away. Who's affected by that? Yeah, a bunch of whiny people in your family. Yeah, but like that—that's it. And I'm just saying, like, like, yeah. inst- like to go to to be uh to, for it to be illegal and for you to potentially go to jail. Yeah, I don't ever understand. Like, that. who's uh? Nah, bro. It's just because who's pressing charge? Because you're not paying taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Think about like, now. Are you paying taxes in the afterlife? <laughs> then you're good. <laughs> Maybe that's it, bro. <laughs> you're hiding out because you'd have no. to, right? You'd have to go. Nah, but dude, even if you took like an alias and. Somewhere, but you work somewhere and you're paying taxes. Yeah, because the government doesn't give a fuck about us as people. Like, no. Sure. So, like, you go. As long as the machine keeps running. No, no, yeah. You just need the machine to keep running. You need to create, and then you need to make sure it stays running. So, you got to keep adding cogs. Like, huh. I don't, yeah, I don't understand that shit. Why can't you? I, mean, I understand your family being mad, but, you know, like that. Listen, man, you done yawn three Listen, times. Listen, man. This, let's, my let's, apologies, let's, man. let's close it off. What do you want to close off with? I got to find a good one, man. I felt like I had, I had a, um, I felt like I had something that was that was we might both enjoy. Hold on, yo, the bus driver, homie. Did we talk about this bus driver? No. Yo, this this bus driver kept telling the uh, uh, the kids to sit down, and you know you're not supposed to be standing while the bus is moving and shit. Yeah, yeah. And the kids are all just being rambunctious and being kids, and he kept telling them like, you guys gotta sit down. You know, it's not safe for you guys to be doing this. And the kids are just, they just wouldn't fucking listen. He brake checked the shit out of all the kids. Oh. And uh, <laughs> a bunch of them got hurt. So not, he got fired, obviously. And he's, um, <laughs> he's actually facing jail time. Yeah. He's facing child abuse charges because he purposely slammed on his brakes and some of the kids got hurt. Now, who's to, you know what, like, who's to say that he purposely slammed on that? I'm, I'm sure he did. No, I, there, there was a video. There's a whole video of the whole exchange. He definitely did that shit on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> he was sick of these little fucking Dude, shit. He, but, but, but if you're him, can you be like, yo, fucking screw around in front of me? But I also think it doesn't come off, and I know this is going to sound wild, and maybe because my kid's not on the bus. It doesn't come off mean-spirited. It, I don't know. To me, when I watch that, 
there is something to the whole. You know how old heads give you advice and they have a really shitty way of giving you advice or like you're going to learn a lesson the hard way. You know, like the smack upside your head. Like, come on, right. bro. Like, you got to be smart on that kind of thing. Like, I feel like there's that in this. It's like, it's an asshole move, but it's like, but, I got to do this because you motherf- so you motherfuckers can understand in a real scenario, y'all would have been out this window kind of thing. Like, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, nobody died. No. I mean, anybody break a bone? They got a cool-ass story to tell. There's a video online. It went viral. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, <laughs> let this man live, bro. Dude, Shit. the whole the whole age of of social media and, and everybody has a freaking video camera in their pocket. It's it, all just, the fun. Yeah, I feel like, because like, I don't know, man. Like, I, it's one of those things where you go like, that was, that's, that's a dope, it's dope that I can watch the video. But how cool is that story that you tell somebody in 20 years? Oh, yeah, bro. Right? Well, like one you, time you my bus driver, <laughs> they break checked oh, us. Oh, my God. He break checked us. He was fuming. And then you're just like, <laughs> bro, how dope? Yeah. I don't know, man. I didn't feel like he should have got I that. flew up like four rows. Yeah. It was really one. Flipped over the thing, sprayed my ankle. <laughs> Damn. I was sucking at dodgeball for a week, but it was worth it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're soft now. That's no fun. Dude, I don't know if you want to get in. You want to get into sports, or we gonna or we gonna gonna kill this? We're right at an hour. Yeah. What you want? What you want to get into sports? You got. I just wanted to talk real quick about the 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 NFL draft, and oh, particularly God. Will Levis. Okay. So first of all, NFL draft happened this past week. Um, for the first time ever, three black quarterbacks were taken like first. Dude, and first like and first ten. Ten, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First ten. It was early. So the first two weren't really a surprise, but the next guy that was kind of up was Will Levis, who yeah. was a who was a white quarterback from from Kentucky. Who people thought was gonna be number one yeah. at some Pretty, point. Yeah. Yes. There, there was talk about him Sucked moving that he up, might be one. right? Yeah. And instead, Anthony Richardson was chosen in that top ten by Indianapolis. Um and surprised me. Two guys, so both Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, same conference. Um but Will Levis has better stats, more wins, and, and Indy likes pasty white boys. So it's just shocking <laughs> it just, the whole just, way around. <laughs> <laughs> just make like you just knew this was going to be their guy. Yeah. You're like, oh, there, yeah. He even has a name that's very Indianapolis. Will <laughs> Levis. And I'm like, that's so indie. Yeah, they fucked it up. They fucked it up. But so the other piece of this was that so ESPN, because all of the experts kind of had this guy going, like it was like 92% he was going to go in the top 10. Yeah. They showed him with his, I guess his girlfriend, yeah. his mom girlfriend. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 37 times. And yeah. they, he, so you kept seeing like his expression. You can see like the disappointment. He was frustrated. He was frustrated, right? And then, and, then his, and then like his mom and his girlfriend are leaning over and giving him hugs. And I, I mean, was let's just like, be real. We know why they kept showing him on camera. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's dating some like influencer, right? Is she? I think. I probably. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, like, and so I couldn't. I I, I kind of felt bad for him because I was like, "Fuck, man! Like, stop showing the guy." Because yeah, like, I didn't like. I didn't you've like been, if you've been hyped up. If you've been hyped up and then every time, every pick that goes by is like, they don't choose you. They don't choose you. So he doesn't get chosen for the entire first second round. round. Second round, he gets picked up by Tennessee, yeah. which is your team. Mm-hmm. How did you like that pickup? So 
I like it in where it happened, like second, third, fourth, whatever yeah. later. I don't know that I would have liked it if it was in the first or like top 10. I think Tennessee had the 11th pick and all that. I would, I don't know that I would have liked it then. He, I can see why he sort of fell. So it's funny, like them cutting to him and cutting to disappointment while like one side of me felt bad because of the, you know, like the kid who's sitting there, you don't have to keep, you know, sort of broadcasting his, uh, you know, like probably a pretty tough night, something that I'm sure right. he had like high hopes going in. And now suddenly it's sort of, I don't want to say it turns into a nightmare because listen, he still got into the NFL and all that, but it certainly doesn't play out the way he wanted it to where he thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. And the way every expert quote unquote thought it was going to play out. Um, I don't like the, I don't like his, he's one of these like selfie taking dudes. You know, I have a thing about dudes that take selfies. And, and I think that's what I, I listened to uh, the herd and he was saying that he was just like, mm. ah, and not only is he like the selfie dude, he's also like a pretty jacked quarterback. Yeah. And those guys and, don't do well either. Right. And yeah. typically those guys don't do uh, well. Brady Usually Quinn. Why, and yeah. Those, yeah. They don't, they don't do well, man. The, yep. Yeah. The selfie shit bothered me more, and I and I, I give people shit for this in in real life all the time. It's like something about a guy who takes a selfie is just super fucking off putting. Like I understand the like occasional one of the like, you know, you might send to somebody like, oh, check this out or whatever. But like you know, like we right. all know or those like, dudes or that like, post or like selfie. look where I'm at. Right. It's usually those. It's usually like, those. Yo, look like, okay, where cool. I'm at, or, or like look who I'm with. But if you post a selfie on social media with a caption (laughs) and then you try to put in some, you try to hit me with a Bible verse or some fucking like, like some, some motivational like quote thing or whatever, like, you know, reach for the stars today or whatever. And you're sitting there shirtless as a dude. I'm like, I'm out, bro. Like, no, I can't. So I feel like as a guy in a sport that's so violent and you need to be a leader of men, like I'm like, that was off putting. Now listen, he may be able to overcome that. And I think he's talented enough. It's just one of those He'll things. He'll get a chance to play too, man. Yeah, he will. Tannehill's going to get hurt. Tannehill to get hurt. Yeah, and Tannehill had been great for us injury wise up until this last season. And but you know, knowing the history of Tannehill before Tennessee, he was always hurt. And you know, there's a worry here that maybe this is the you know the, this right. will just spark the thing. But it's also his last year in the contract, so you got to figure out at some point what he can do, what this uh, kid can okay. do. Um, and the kid they drafted last year. Malik Willis Malik in Willis. the third round. And he wasn't. Who was also projected to be a number one pick at one point in time last year. Or not number one, a first round, sorry. You had a liberty, right? Yeah. Again, like not you're not gonna get a life changing quarterback out of yeah. Liberty. Like, but would you have rather taken the dude from Tennessee? No. I because I've seen that. I thought, kid play I a thought that might have been a like he got hurt. Talk about Hooker. Yeah. Uh, Hendon Hooker. Hendon, yeah. yeah. Um yeah. It, he, I, I thought he, you know, fine for college. There's something about watching his game that doesn't translate NFL wise to me. Like, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't think any of the two top. Like, I don't think CJ Stroud is an NFL quarterback. Um, I think the kid from Alabama has the best chance to be. Um, Dude, he's small, bro. But he's little. I was gonna say, but he's little. So, and again, like, but you know, Drew what, Brees man? and Russell Wilson are the anomalies, man. Like, right. But but I wonder now with how they protect quarterbacks, maybe it's different. Yeah, maybe, but you see Kyler Murray, like, can't stay healthy. You see, like, you know, it, it's just it's just tough, man. I've, I've, it's too physical of a game. So, like, I, I'm, you can't be 5'10 and a quarterback in the NFL, man. And he's, like, 5'10, 180. Yeah, and, like and, that. and more than that, dude, like, I go, okay, let's say you don't get hit, to your point. You 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 protect them. You do all this stuff. You still have to take, like, a, not to get too technical, like a 10 to 15 step drop so that you can see over your offensive lineman. 
oh, just yeah, so that you true. can make a good pass. Right. And then your balls don't get batted down. And then like, I feel like it's not just about like the, the, the physical sort of being imposing. It's like, no, literally you can't see over your teammates. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's like, because these guys are all six, seven and weigh three fifty. It's like you, there's just something like, and from a technical perspective, like it's just not easy to pull off. Yeah. So what you end up seeing with a lot of guys like Russell Wilson, where they're like, Oh, he's they're a scrambler. You have, you have to, he can't see over his guys. So it's like, yeah, I just I just think those guys are far and few. As I, I hope they do well, but I yeah, it's something about him and CJ Stroud, and uh, it's funny. I I thought out of the bunch, Will Levis probably had the most upside that I thought would do well, and I think the the kid from Alabama, I'm like he in the right place, he'd do okay. I don't trust Carolina enough to develop anybody. I don't trust. Um, where did the kid from Alabama go? He went. But man, remember they got they got Frank Wright. Yeah, who was a who was a quarterback yeah, as well, quarterback. right? Yeah, so. yeah, no, and he's good at you know he he did wonders with um with uh he had um wasn't it Andrew Luck? Luck, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll see, man. I, I hope hope they get it. But yeah, the Will Levis thing, man. I, I I guess I'm I'm kind of indifferent. I think where they got him, I'm like cool, it's worth a shot. Like I I, I but I hope he works out obviously because I want the team to win. But there's I yeah he's gonna have to prove something, man. Because the whole I already I'm going into this with this perception of him that he's just like I'm like yeah you're not a leader, man, and you're gonna be like you're just like a guy who kind of takes selfies and whatever. And I, and I hope that I'm just being an asshole. So you know. Uh, you can only go by what you've seen. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But there's, and I didn't like, and I will tell you now, I didn't like his demeanor. While I understand it, I didn't like his demeanor about when they asked him about going to the draft, where he goes like, well, if they tell me I'm going to be a first round pick, then I'll go, but I'm not going there to just fucking sit around and da 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 And I get- Oh, he said the, Yeah, and I get the competitive uh, nature. I didn't like the arrogance that he came right, with, right. that with. Because I'm like, again, bro, you're like, I understand the- after it happened, I can see him going, see, that's what I didn't want is the embarrassment of sitting there and you're telling me I'm going to go, you're telling me I'm going to go. And then you keep cutting to me and showing me like fucking struggling and I'm probably trying to keep it together. So I do get it. But when he said it pre that it just whole sounds thing, arrogant. He, it sounded arrogant. He yeah. sounded like an asshole. He sounded ungrateful, entitled right. and all that. And I yeah, didn't like and that. And not for nothing, because I was just like, ah, you know what? I can, I, I can understand why he would be frustrated or mm-hmm. upset. But then in the other respect, you go, yo knowing that you're gonna get drafted like i don't think there was a question in his mind if he would get drafted he just thought he was going higher yeah absolutely And the fact that you get drafted at all is an honor man like most guys that play in the nfl are not drafted and team uh, tennessee moved up to pick him up there you know they 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 gave up some picks and all that stuff to to get him yeah so they obviously felt strongly enough like shit this kid fell here we can't believe it let's drop down to get him um but I think going into it, it's funny. I was actually sort of rooting against him after the comments. I was kind of like, ah, fucker, I hope you don't get picked up. And then Tennessee yeah. picks him up and it becomes the whole like, you know, like if Jordan joined the Knicks in the 90s, where you'd have been like, I hate them. Oh, God. I he kind of turned into that <laughs> where I was like, I hope you fucking fall down the draft. And then Tennessee picked him up and I'm like, oh, OK, I hope this kid does well. <laughs> Dude, remember that? Remember that year that uh, that Zion and RJ Barrett came out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the Knicks were hoping to get the number one pick, and they didn't. The Pelicans got it. Mm-hmm. And the Knicks got the third pick. Who won that? Dude, the Knicks. Right? Dude, the Knicks won that by a long by shot. By a long right? shot. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I don't know if this dude's gonna play again. I mean, I'm sure he will play again, but it seems like even his mindset is not right. Yeah, his mindset physically can't yeah, like you go, even if he does play again, like you're getting more production out of RJ Barrett than Zion's ever put yeah. out. Ever. And you're getting more consistency, you're getting you're he's actually you're actually getting an employee that shows up for work right <laughs> like so it's like 
Yeah, yeah, the Knicks won that, and it's funny. It said he was. They were like livid when when they oh did that. Like, it was yeah. like because their odds of getting that were like super high that year, right? Yeah, like, getting whatever. Yeah, that it was pretty really high. And that, uh, that was the same year that that John Moran came out because it was. Oh, right? I think you're right. It, no, yeah, I, yeah, it was yeah, because yeah, it was uh, yeah. Memphis that had the second pick, and then New York right. had a third. Because it, yeah, it's right. Because it went Zion. Uh, you know, and and honestly, looking back, because the lottery picks lately have been kind of trash. I couldn't name you a lot of classes other than that one that have been like like making an impact in the NBA right, right now. Like, there's not a lot of lot. Remember, lottery picks before used to be like holy shit. Like, there was a year where lottery pick was like Kobe, AI, Kevin Garnett. You know, like right, Stephon Marbury. Right. Like all these guys were all like in this same class, like Stevie Francis. Like all, and then now you're like, okay, RJ Barrett and. You know, Zion and Ja could. I mean, between the three of them, they could end up being like, damn, that's a pretty good class. Yeah, it would, it would be if mm-hmm. if this if, guy ends if up this playing. guy ends up playing. But yeah, but I remember at one point in time when you used to get those classes, man, it was like, yo, you got anything in the top five? You were getting a transcendent talent. You know, yeah, yeah. it's dude. Go back and look at the picture. I forget. I think it's a draft class where like Dirk Nowitzki and all these guys come out. Dude, you look at the Hall of Famers in that really? draft class oh my god dude it, it, it's so crazy like there's like a almost like a like a group photo of yeah. all the draft class and you just see dude think about the one where lebron came out it's like lebron carmelo d wade um yeah d wade was in the same Rashard class lewis yeah i think d wade came out with lebron so hold on so then yeah, look, look, let me, I'm going to put, because the class didn't, is didn't, ridiculous. I thought, I, I thought, I thought Dwayne, I thought he was older, man. He is, but he played college long. That's right. That's, that's right, what it that's is. Right. He is, uh, yeah, he's, he's at a market. Yeah. So he actually did like a. Because remember, he years. came, he got drafted by Miami and then like Shaq came after. Uh, yes. Shaq went that. from to Phoenix and then came no. to. Mm-mm. He went L.A., Phoenix to Miami, didn't he? No, he went L.A., Miami. Oh, Phoenix. and then Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah Phoenix, yeah. he was kind of, he was definitely on the on the downside. Dude, it was Josh Howard, uh, Jose Calderon, Darko Milicic, which at that time was a lot of promise. LeBron, Carmelo, Chris Kamen, Chris Bosh, LeBron got Dwayne Wade. fourth? No, no, no. Oh, LeBron okay, okay. was first in that draft, and then Carmelo was second. So if we go in order, it was LeBron, Carmelo, Chris Kamen, which that's crazy, Chris Bosh. Dwayne Wade, Kirk Heinrich, TJ Ford, but Bro, then like David the West. Three, the three of them end up teaming up. Yeah. Those the three, three. Those top three end up being, well. No, not, not top three. Take out Cayman, but yeah, the three of the top four end up. To, actually, no, sorry. No, it's like three of the top six. Yeah, three of the top right? six because Carmelo's in there. Yeah. But dude, that draft class is crazy. Pull on. But there's another one that I think it's the Dirk one might be the one with, with Kobe. And uh, I'm just going to put Kobe's draft class. Uh, because it is, I remember seeing this photo going, that is bananas. The, the 1996, I mean, dude, Kobe was 13 in that draft. Wow. 13. And then he got traded. Remember, he got drafted right. by the Hornets. That's and then they traded right. him. That's right. Dude, he, it was. Uh, and not for nothing, man, like back then. So like when LeBron came out, LeBron's high school games were being televised. Like this yeah. dude was was in the media where Kobe, you knew of him, but like I don't think I've ever, other than the, I, I want to say it was in like the McDonald's All American, like the skills, like like the dunk content. Yeah, that's where I first saw Kobe. Dude, uh, yeah, I think same thing. I think that was yeah, like I think the first same. Time yeah, yeah, it was song. like that Laura Marion High School, but I didn't know like how well he played obviously he's super athletic yeah no you're right i think that's around the time that i saw him too and then i didn't realize the hype I, I, that year to me 
the hype was around Allen Iverson. He was like a really because this is before the NBA was like embracing hip hop culture. Year? Yeah. Oh shit. So and I think, you know, growing up in New in New Jersey and Iverson came out of like Virginia, the Iverson was sort of more of a representative, I think, of that sort of northeast culture of the oh, hip hop culture. Yes. You know, remember oh, Iverson? Absolutely, bro. You know, the dress code, the tattoos. You didn't see that in the NBA pre Iverson. Like everybody Dude. has tattoos now. And if you go look at the Sports Illustrated from that time, mm-hmm. they would they would airbrush out his tattoos. Oh, really? To be if he was on the cover? That's crazy. Dude. Dude, and think about now how you can't name Dude. players that don't have tattoos. Correct. Now, basically. Like, and it and at that time so it was like now. it was so accepted. But look at this class. And it's and more importantly, bro, I'm I'm just gonna go ten through twenty because it's just nuts how how crazy actually I was just gonna start at Kobe at thirteen. After Kobe is Peja Stojakovic, who had a great career. Yep. Steve Nash, who was fifteen, Hall of Famer. Tony Duck, Jermaine O'Neal, who may or may not be in the Hall of Fame. Ogowskis was in number 20 wow. that year. But Derek Fisher is 24. That you're like, they, you were getting just like all time players. And then now, if I go to the top 10, bro, this draft class is banana. Allen Iverson, Marcus Camby, Sharif oh. Abdul Rahim, Stefan Marbury, Ray Allen, Antoine Walker. Kerry Kittles, Lorenzen Wright, Samaki Walker, who I think Samaki wanted to be in a bus. Lorenzen Wright, like, I, I, yeah, I think same thing. But Kerry Kittles was awesome for New Jersey for a yeah. while. I remember but Antoine Walker. Dude, are there, I mean, out of all those names you read, are there 10 Hall of Famers in there? Yeah. Dude, I want to say, like, in the yes, top 20, right? there has to be 10 Hall of Famers. Yeah, because you go Iverson's a Hall of Famer, Marcus Camby, I guess debatable. Yeah, no, but probably not. Stephon Marbury, I think, is in a is a basketball Hall of Famer for sure because of his time but in China. Then, but then Ma- Stephon Marbury and Camby, they both got drafted by New York. They both got no. Uh, the Raptors. Remember, uh, Marbury got drafted by the Bucks. He didn't go to New York till way later. That's right. Then he that's got right. traded. He got drafted by the Bucks. We got traded to Minnesota. And then remember him and Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Ah, that's Minnesota. right. That's yeah, right. that's right. And then Ray Allen got picked up by so Ray Allen was the one that got traded for Stephon Marbury. Uh, so dude, that class is wow. bananas. I'm like, it's so crazy. And then I think a class right before or after that is the one where you get like Dirk Nowitzki, you get Kevin Garnett, you get um, what was in that era that was like th- there was like another like ten players that you're like fucking Hall of Famers. Like, you, you're like how is this even possible? I think like Alonzo Mourning. Alonzo Mourning knows earlier '90s. Maybe, but you just get like this slew of. Yeah, he, was definitely, like, he was definitely early. Yeah, yeah, because he was part of that like mid nineties, maybe like. Because uh, yeah, there wasn't like it, it wasn't. It was him and who's the other dude on? Who am I thinking about? Because that was a, that was a Heat team. Alonzo. Moore. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was a Heat team. It had like Dan Marley, right, and all those guys on there. I don't remember, man. It's like, but Morning was on those title teams, wasn't he? He was on the title team with the first one with Shaq and Dwayne. I think Morning was still on those teams. Really? I think so. like he wasn't like a productive member of those teams, but I think he was. But he was, right? He was. He was kind of like what Haslam is doing now. You know what I mean? Like I think he was that guy for them. But yeah, man, fuck, dude, the 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 talent in that draft. It always blows my mind when you see that and. The NBA doesn't get like the lottery, like the draft picks don't matter anymore. Yep. In that, like you, you're hoping for like one transcendent talent in that thing, and you just don't get this like ridiculous. So I feel like that John Morant Zion is probably the the last class and the first class in the last decade that you get that level of talent. That you get the right that you can remember, super memorable. Yeah. All right, man. Before we go, mm-hmm. um, I just got one thing to share because this shit I saw it. I saw it either to was I think it was today. As a matter of fact. And um, it was something that just like hit me 
And I go, I need to share. <laughs> so let me get the volume up on this. You work six days to enjoy one. You work eight hours to eat in 15 minutes. You work eight hours to sleep five. You work all year just to take a week or two vacation. You work all your life to retire in old age and contemplate only your last breaths. Eventually, you realize that life is nothing but a parody of yourself practicing for your own oblivion. We have become so accustomed to material and social slavery that we no longer see the chains. Life is a short journey. Live it. Collect memories, not material things. Oh, shit. Now I'm all sad and shit. No. Dude. <laughs> it hit me because I was just like, yo, that that is... And I, we used to have this thing on, my, on, our, on our wall at home where it was like, we don't remember days, we remember moments. And this shit reminded me where he was like, collect memories. So get out there, like, we all busy. Everybody's always busy. Get out there with your friends, your family, create those memories, those moments, and collect that shit. Yeah, and listen to us every week. Goddamn right. <laughs> and on that, I guess... uh. Tell them where they can find us. I'm like, I'm like wait, I, I got stuck. There's a line there. <laughs> <laughs> at the Carbon Food Podcast on IG, the Carbon Food Podcast on YouTube, at Carbon FE Pod on Twitter, uh, Carbon Food Podcast on TikTok, and then uh, all your favorite streaming platforms. We're on Audible, Amazon Music, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podchaser, Geo7, Ghana, Pocket Cast, uh, all, all of them, man. Just, just if, if, if it exists, Ba-ba-ba! we're on it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and as always, we appreciate you guys, and we will see you next week. See you next week. Peace. Peace.